and welcome to the Talking Michigan Transportation Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Cranson. The U.S. Department of Transportation gave us some exciting news last week with the award of $25 million to the Michigan Department of Transportation and the city of Detroit for what is a reimagination of Michigan Avenue, also known as US-12, from downtown Detroit through the Corktown neighborhood. It's only two miles, but it's an important two miles with lots of commercial and residential development, as well as Ford Motor Company's investments, new mobility, and their plans for automated and electric vehicles and other things that MDOT is doing in the area to help pedestrians, help connectivity, and focus on equity for all users. There's gonna be dedicated transit lanes and all kinds of other things that don't exist now. So to talk with us today, we have Lieutenant Governor Garland Gilchrist, who lives very near the corridor and has a vested interest in its vitality. He knows the history and he'll definitely be following the progress of the project closely. So thank you for being a repeat guest on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jeff, for having me. This is such an exciting thing to talk about, but I do want to start uh, first and foremost with uh, saying to the listeners how much I appreciate um, all the professionals in the Michigan Department of Transportation and the work uh, that they do every single day to keep folks safe uh, and moving here in the state of Michigan. And, you know, MDOT applied with partners for this grant. We're proud to bring these resources home to the state of Michigan. Um, and this one in particular is special to me because it is in the neighborhood uh, that I live in. And so my family is looking forward to experiencing these. But we also had other, you know, race grants that were that were uh, awarded for other parts of our state, uh, Sault Ste. Marie and in Kalamazoo and in Cadillac area. So we're really proud to see the federal government um, choosing to support uh, the state of Michigan as we develop mobility solutions for the future. Yeah, and, and all of those involve uh, something besides, you know, plain old roads and bridges. Uh, this one obviously has a, a lot of impact for transit users, um, people like yourself who like to walk in the neighborhood, um, cyclists. And the one you mentioned in Cadillac is more money for a study of an Ann Arbor to Trans City, Traverse City railroad line, passenger rail line. I, I you know, I, I'd love it if that could ever happen. I still wonder if the money can be found, but, you know, it's, it's good that there's still momentum for it. Um, Low no buses is another one, which is a great idea for the environment. So yeah, these are all these are all great grants. Talk a little about why this one is is special to you. You've shared before, you know, walking on the that Michigan Avenue corridor, and and it still dates back to times when you know there were four lanes of traffic on each side and cars were buzzing by. And now um, it takes you what you know. 15 minutes just across the street. That's probably an exaggeration. But, yeah, yeah, it's close, though. And, and, and this is a big opportunity, you know, whether it's the, you know, I'm a Corktown resident. We, we love our cobblestones on Michigan Avenue. But I do think we have an opportunity now to to, to modernize the, the experience that people have and the relationship that people have. Uh, with this roadway, you know, uh, the the reimagined future that now the door has been opened to with this grant is going to be safer for pedestrians like my own children, who I still have to, you know, they my, my twin uh, eight year olds are able to cross Michigan Avenue by themselves now. Um, but I basically just let them start doing that by themselves. Mm. Um, nine lanes of traffic. Uh, is a lot and people tend to drive pretty quickly, but I'm just thinking about this future where we have, you know, protected bike lanes, a median, dedicated transit lanes, and the kind of, uh, frankly, smarter vehicles, uh, as well as better informed and better connected drivers coming through um, will be safer for pedestrians and for people who are uh, riding bikes and experiencing the road on foot. And and what I think this really speaks to is this is going to better connect uh, both this neighborhood and it's going to better connect 
uh, other cities and communities to this neighborhood. And the people have a good experience as they come to and come through this part of Michigan Avenue. And I think it's going to really set a floor, like lay a new foundation for the kinds of mobility solutions we're going to enable um, and the kind of connected mobility solutions that are going to be possible. And, and this is really um, a huge, a huge opportunity for the state of Michigan. That I can't be more proud. And you could probably say there's a, you know, an overlap of, of I guess, philosophy with what we're doing with I-375 and connectivity. That's all, it's all connectivity, right? Then restoring. 100%. 100%. I mean, this is about, uh, Jeff, the opportunity to, you know, with 375, I mean, this was like literally using a road to divide communities. And further say, like in the name of connecting two places, you were disconnecting two others. And so this is about bringing them together with the 375 project. And then so here in Michigan Avenue, again, it's about connecting people and changing relationships. And when we think about um, equitable access to every part of the city of Detroit, for example, that starts with having roadways that are inviting, that are inviting to people who can get there through all kinds of modes of transportation and mobility and being welcoming to that. And so, um, again, this is about a new floor for how we design, how we build, how we think about um, the, the role that our roadways play in connecting our communities. I want to get to the equity components of this in a minute, but tell me this as somebody who's lived down there for a while. Um, obviously, you know, my experiences were Corktown as a kid. We're going to Tiger Stadium and uh, it looks very different now than it did then. So yeah. who's buying all those condos? What do those people do? You know, well, one of the things that is really exciting about this part of Corktown is the certainly the deep, deep investment that Ford Motor Company has made in Michigan Central Station and the reimagining of that, which was a you know national point of connection for people coming to the city of Detroit and the state of Michigan. My own grandfather, when he migrated up from Alabama, came through Michigan Central Station, for example, um, in the 50s. And so, um, you know, that there are a lot of people who are coming in associated not only with Ford directly, but also sort of for, for work that is adjacent um, to the things happening with Michigan Central Station and what will be happening there in terms of that being a technology hub for the entire Midwestern region of the United States. We also have people who are coming, uh, working in a, in a wide array of fields that are choosing to live um, in the Courtown neighborhood that are medical professionals who may work at our hospital systems, um, like the Detroit Medical Center or Henry Ford um, Hospital System, folks who are working um, at the growing businesses in the technology sector, FinTech and other spaces uh, that have offices and locations in downtown Detroit. But also people who are just deciding and recognizing that Michigan is a great place to live, period. And so choosing to live here and work remotely. And this is a great residential neighborhood with nice park system and things like that. And, and so it's a really good place for quality of life for people raising families like my wife and I are raising our family here in this neighborhood. So it's a really diverse neighborhood and, what, and it'll be better connected because of this investment in, in Michigan Avenue. Talk about that diversity a little bit, because when you say diverse, you don't mean just black and white, right? No, I mean, in terms of. Uh, levels of income, um, uh, representatives of socioeconomic status in terms of people who may be lifelong uh, Detroiters and Michiganders and people who are moving to the area, the city, the neighborhood or the region for the first time. We have a very um, um, uh, robust and growing immigrant community um, in this neighborhood. It's connected to the uh, it's, it's connected. It's directly next door to uh, southwest Detroit in the Meskintown neighborhood. And so we have a very strong um, cultural identity um, uh, with our, our Latino and Spanish-speaking communities uh, in Detroit. And so this also is a neighborhood, historically Corktown, that has been a home for um, 
you know, immigrants and people who had come to Michigan from different parts of the world, particularly in Europe. It's called Cork Town, named for uh, Cork in Ireland. And so we also have uh, deep history um, from the from, with the Gaelic Society, as well as uh, the Maltese American Society has has the, the Maltese Benevolent Association has a location on Michigan Avenue, right in the part of the corridor that this grant is going to benefit. And so just again, it'll build on that rich heritage of being a, a connection point and place for people who've chosen to come and live in the city of Detroit to have a place for them there. It's just uh, hard to imagine 20 years ago what this was going to look like and how much it was going to take off, you know, despite a recession, uh, despite a pandemic, the energy there. And in a couple more years, this project will be done, but we'll also have the Gordy Howard International Bridge just down the road. So it's it's going to look very different all the way around in terms of transportation. Please stay tuned. We'll be back with more Talking Michigan Transportation right after this. Avoid the wait and remember the Mackinac Bridge is closed to traffic Labor Day for the annual bridge walk starting at 6.30 a.m. Spend some extra time in the UP or take your time heading north since the bridge won't reopen to traffic until noon to allow walkers to clear the bridge. For more information, head to MackinawBridge.org walk. So talk about the, the equity components of this and why you think um, <clears throat> this was important given the history of the neighborhood and where it rates in terms of poverty and some of the census tracts. How, how will this help with that? Well, again, uh, communities that are better connected are more prosperous. And so for people being able to have to have it be made clear that they are welcome to live and welcome to come to and through a neighborhood is really important to that, to that neighborhood's economic vitality. And so having a broad array of people having access to that um, is really what we mean. This is this is this will help us build a Corktown, a Detroit, and a Michigan where everyone sees a place for themselves. They don't feel like that's a that's a road they can't turn down. That's a road they can't bike through. That's a place that they can't stop at a bus stop. And this is something that we will really be opening the door for with this kind of grant. It also um, enables people who want to have a more pedestrian a pedestrian experience to be able to fully uh, enjoy themselves in this place and not feel nervous or safe about their interactions uh, with the roadway. That's good for local businesses and entrepreneurs who are, you know, have their ideas and are putting them into the world and brick and mortar businesses all throughout this Michigan Avenue corridor. And so I, I think that this will help Corktown be a place where people know that they can be, where they can come they can be safe, they can be themselves, and that will go for anyone um, from any walk of life. And ultimately, that's where we want our city to get to. That's where we want our state to get to, a place where everyone feels safe and respected and protected and able to have a great time. I like that uh, that, that emphasis on transportation and its role in placemaking and, you know, and how we do live safely and how we protect vulnerable users. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a cyclist. And I will say, um, with all that's gone on in the state and Grand Rapids, where I live, and Traverse City and Ann Arbor with, with biking lanes and what they've done in Detroit, I still think the future is protected bike lanes. I just don't know that that I'm ever going to feel safe, you know, knowing that that person is driving down the road next to me and they're on their phone, you know? So Yeah. And well, especially someone who, who likes to ride bikes with my kids. Like I rode bikes with my kids up, up and down Trumbull, uh, Trumbull Avenue just last night, actually. And um, those, when the bike lanes are protected, you feel better when my eight-year-olds are riding, you know, they, they ride in mostly a straight line, right? But, <laughs> mostly, yeah. but you want to make sure that, that, that they're safe. And Michigan Avenue already has the distinction of having 
uh, one of the longest, if not the longest, like bike lane actually in the state of Michigan. And so um, extending the protected nature of that in different parts of this corridor, I think is going to be important and be a real good demonstration, I think, of what that does for safety, what that does for accessibility. Um, and it makes it gives everyone the peace of mind they need to be able to know that they can um, drive or ride with confidence. So it's already a cool neighborhood, but uh, talk a little bit about you know, your experience and, and what your wife has even said about the idea of having some seating there. Along the, the I mean, look, the, the, the best is yet to come. You know, we certainly uh, just were, were, were walking um, to pick up pizza from a local uh, restaurant, Michigan and Trumbull. Check it out. Uh, great take on Detroit South Pizza. Um, and coming home and, and seeing some court town, there's a, every Wednesday night, there are these neighborhood concerts that Captain will just local musicians will just play on street corners. And since we don't have cafe seating at this point in uh, on Michigan Avenue, you have people kind of standing in parking spaces to watch these performers. Um, but imagining having sidewalks that are wider and can accommodate seating and pedestrians in a way that's safer, um, that gives a chance for new residential and new entertainment experiences to be enabled. And so my wife was like, why don't we have this again? <laughs> and so and so it's nice to to now um, be able to say that we are investing in delivering that kind of experience uh, in Cork Town and demonstrating that it's possible for other communities as well. Talk about <laughs> how this fits with uh, with what the Biden administration and Secretary Buttigieg has talked about. I mean, this is part of his broader vision for transportation, right? Well, the Biden-Harris administration has definitely seen that transportation infrastructure presents an opportunity to deliver equitable experiences for people that streets and roadways are for people first and so this these investments are this investment here in detroit is a recognition of that the the, the partnership on 375 is going to be a recognition of that and also the chance to right or wrong where we have again in the past um transportation infrastructure has been a tool for division a tool that is enabled or accelerated segregation and we have a chance with these projects to turn back that clock and to get that right going forward. And that's what this project represents. What have you heard from friends and neighbors um, about the plan? Because like you said, a lot of people kind of are in, in love with the history of that, that cobblestone feel and the bricks, which are uh, makes for some real challenges for maintenance, you know, for snow. There so there's a good who, there's a good plan to to reuse those though. Right? I mean I mean yeah, and so I I think that you no know, folk there are folks who are going to miss the cobblestones, uh, and so that that's true. And so I appreciate that again. I mean, the professionals at MDOT ha, are being conscientious about that and and have a plan to make sure that that can be reused in a way that pays homage to that important history. And this is one of the things that made our court town and this part of Michigan Avenue distinctive. And so we want to recognize how important that is to folks. And at the same time, recognize we have a chance to move forward honoring that heritage and building modern experiences for people. Yeah, yeah. I think that, uh, you know, tying those in somehow into the project so they're preserved for history, but then also coming up with some some red pavers that still have a similar look, you know, right. it's, I, it's a really good plan. I'll be curious to see how it's executed. So, you know, looking forward, what else do you see coming? I mean, there's all kinds of good things happening in, in Detroit and in Michigan in terms of transportation. Obviously, a uh, record number of roads and bridges being rebuilt, but but also some really cool 
innovations like this? You know, do you, you feel like the best you is know, yet to come? You keep saying that. I mean, absolutely. I, I say it because that's absolutely how I how I feel. You know, I uh, am very excited about the the stuff that we are doing when it comes to smarter and better connected roadways because I see that also as a way to deliver on safety and equity um, for people. I'm excited about the technology innovation that's going to come for how the state of Michigan is really partnering with folks who are pushing the envelope when it's coming to the experience of electric vehicles um, on our roadways, the, the, the pilot that, that we're going to run for uh, the road that can charge the car uh, inductively is super exciting, first of its kind in the country, and, and this is going to push the, the, the industry forward. Um, I'm excited about um, us building on our lead in terms of the miles of connected highway that we have and what that'll do for public safety um, and the experience of drivers of, of smarter and more connected vehicles. Um, I, I am excited about um, just how we can use transportation infrastructure to better serve people. Um, and and to do that in a more holistic way, not just um, in, in of getting people from point A to point B, which is important, but delivering more than that. So there are a ton of creative people, both in the Michigan Department of Transportation, in private industry, and our job is to work together to deliver for the people who we serve in our residents. It's always been kind of a chicken and the egg thing, you know, right? It's like build it and they will come. Do we really know if we had reliable transit? I mean, we're going to have transit with signalized priority for the first time in this corridor on Michigan Avenue, which is really cool. That's going to make it a much better experience, much more reliable. Um, things that are going to happen to make the queue line better, you know, so people can't like park on the tracks, you know, like I've seen people do. Mm -hmm. Um, certainly with rail, with this uh, this ongoing study we mentioned between Traverse City and Ann Arbor, uh, finally getting 110 mile per hour service between Detroit and Chicago, thanks to the to the ARA money that came through, you know, uh, 10 years ago now. Um, it's taken a long time, but I do I do think that younger generations are saying, hey, if you give me this stuff, I'll I'll do that. That's what I'll that that's how I'll I'll get around. You know, I can be on my phone or on my iPad or whatever. And that's right. That's right. And, and you know, having lived in a, in a couple of uh, other cities um, beyond Detroit and the, the country and seen what just, you know, even the version of those transportation experiences in 2005 or in 2009, what that looked like. And so for the, the idea that Detroit, Michigan can deliver the most modern versions of that is very exciting and very compelling. And it will continue to build the momentum um, that our city has in terms of being a place that people want to come and build their families and their futures. And so uh, transit infrastructure has a role to play in that. And this is yeah, very, very well said. Well, thank you for taking time to talk about this. I'm uh, excited for you and your neighborhood. And I can't wait till uh, we're unveiling a, a brand new Michigan Avenue. No doubt about it. Thank you, Jeff. And thanks again to the, all, all our, our professionals in MDOT. Thank you again for listening to this week's edition of the Talking Michigan Transportation Podcast. I would like to thank Randy Doubler and Corey Petey for engineering this week's podcast. To subscribe to show notes and more, go to Apple Podcasts and search for Talking Michigan Transportation.